This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. Good morning. The first reading is found on page 506 in the Red Pew Bibles, and it is Psalm 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of, your, of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of all who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks. Uh, good morning, church. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 28, verses 16 uh, through to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hear the word of the Lord. Let's pray. 
Give us grace, O Lord, not only to hear your word with our ears, but also to receive it into our hearts and to show it forth in our lives for the glory of your great name. Amen. Please do be seated. Um, this it, it ranks up with my favourite Sunday of the year. Uh, it's like being invited to a party where I know everybody, which is great, but I'm really it is a privilege to serve amongst uh, you, brothers and sisters. Uh, it's an, a privilege and a joy, uh, and I'm very, very uh, grateful to God for you all and for, for St Mark's. Um, we have a couple of pieces of family news. Uh, Erica, our outreach minister, is about to go on maternity leave. Uh, that might be obvious. Um, but Philly, our youth minister who read to us, uh, Philly and Liana, uh, had a baby called Benjamin not long ago. And it's Benjamin actually here today. And it's his first day in church, so uh, God bless him. Going to the other end of uh, the generational spectrum, I want to tell you about my grandmother. My grandmother's name was Dorothy, and she lived up with my grandfather, Arthur, who owned a printing shop in uh, Bellevue Hill, in, sorry, in, uh, in Bondo Junction. They lived up in Bellevue Hill, and uh, unfortunately, Dorothy died before I was born. So I never met her, but her character, uh, things about her have been passed on uh, from generation to generation, in including a couple of pieces of advice that have been passed on that any of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren would know. And her advice, she was a very keen golfer but not such a keen swimmer, and her advice reflects uh, her experience as a nervous visitor to Bondi Beach. The first thing was, if something dangerous happens... Always be the one to run for help. You can see the logic of this is cowardice. In other words, you nobly and virtuously get out of harm's way. That says something about me. Secondly, in case of a shark attack, always keep a fat man between yourself and the open sea. The theory being, you can see it, can't you, that uh, the shark will go for the fat man and, the, and not for you. Of course, the working assumption is that you yourself haven't become someone else's fat man. Now, this has been, you might say, a baton passed down from generation to generation in our family. Now, Psalm 145, it was from page 506, if you'd like to turn there, it tells us about a baton that God's people will pass on. In verse 4, it says, One generation shall lord your works, that means praise, lord your works to another and declare your mighty acts. So what is each generation supposed to pass on? What wisdom? Well, nothing about fat men in the sea, that's for sure. It's about... The character of God. We are to tell of God's majestic and extraordinary character and the things that he has done. God is true. God is good. God is beautiful. God is true and good and beautiful. He is true to his promises as none of us can be true. He is near to all who call on him in truth. He is faithful in all his words. Nothing this God says ever fails. And he never fails his people. His news is never fake news. He is good. 
He is abundantly good in all his ways. He is a God of justice. If you want justice, go to this God. If you think this world is an unjust place, turn to him. He uses his power to do what is right, unstintingly and unfailingly. But he's not only just, he is gracious and compassionate, abounding in steadfast love. We live in a more judgmental society than perhaps has ever been in the history of humanity. And yet, when we turn to this God who judges justly and wisely and truly, we find that he has what we need, forgiveness, grace, compassion. His compassion is over all that he has made. He gives generously and his kindness is famous. And this God, he's true, he's good, and he's compellingly beautiful. The psalmist talks about the glorious splendor of his majesty and his wondrous works and the glory of his kingdom. God is radiantly attractive, like a stunning portrait. All of God's features combine to make him impossible not to keep looking at. When we think about him, we know that he fulfills the desire of all who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. He is the true longing of our hearts. God is true and good and beautiful beyond compare. What's St. Mark's vision? Our vision is God himself. Nothing else will do. No pie charts. No bullet points, nothing can compare to the radiant truth, beauty and goodness of God, his extraordinary character. Nothing else could compare. He is the God of superb beauty and compelling majesty and consummate justice and overflowing love. And to know him is to know the deepest love and the greatest salvation and the deepest comfort. It's to drink, as we've been finding out from the woman at the well, living water from the spring of life itself. When you meet him and know him, everything else pales. Every other longing of our hearts seems trivial compared to him. All our hunger for success and significance and money and power and love and pleasure, all of that is put into shade beside this one. And most of all, I know this because... I know what this God does for us in Jesus Christ. I find in Jesus God's perfect justice and his abundant love and his extraordinary compassion and his unstinting righteousness. When Jesus died on the cross while we were yet still sinners, you and I found the love and the mercy of God. When he rose from the dead, you and I found an unsurpassable, unbeatable hope. And I just want other people to know it too. That's why I'm here. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why we are here. That's why we've been gathered here today and why we gather here week by week and why God has preserved this church over 170 years. We're drawn together by the vision of who God is so that we can pass it on. We can hand it on to others. As Peter says in his letter, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God so that you can sing the praises. Why are you chosen? Why are you gathered? So that you can sing the praises. Of who? Of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
So what are we going to do to share this vision? How will we go about passing on the baton? Well, first we're going to get spiritually fit. Second, we're going to love one another. And third, we want everyone in our area to know that we are here and that they are welcome. Spiritually fit, love one another, let everyone know. So firstly, I've got news for you. You're going to get spiritually fit in 2020. You wouldn't want to go to a gym where all the personal trainers were massively unfit and overweight, would you? Went out the back for a ciggy in between customers. God chose you and me as his way to reach others. That doesn't mean that we are perfect, but it means that we are works in progress. There's something deeply attractive about people who have the fruit of the Spirit. That's why we were looking at the fruit of the Spirit, because I I hope that's a compelling vision of who you want to be. And so we're going to get spiritually fit by three ways. First of all, prayer. This is the number one. The number one. If there was one thing to take away from today, it would be this. Pray, pray, pray. If we are prayerful, we will know the goodness and the power of God. If you want to get started, sign up for my daily emails. You get a bit of scripture, you get a prayer to pray. It's a great way to start a habit. But there are all sorts of ways to pray. As many ways to pray as there are individuals here. But start the habit. Get fit, get spiritually fit by praying. Secondly, Seek his wisdom. Get spiritually fit by seeking God's wisdom. We get spiritually fit by learning more deeply from God's word, by hearing him speak, by listening to him and seeking to know what that means for our lives. Thirdly, serve in his name. So pray, seek his wisdom and serve in his name. Doing the thing that God, the things that God calls us to do actually benefits us. This is the great secret of it. Actually, if you serve others, it's you who are blessed. It makes you spiritually healthy when you do it, when you practice patience and humility and generosity and love. You start to become those things. So I want to ask you, how can you serve here at St. Mark's in this next 12 months? What can you do, however small it might be? Could you be on the door? Could you help us with morning tea, with food, with bringing those things along? Could you help us with visiting other people? Or in particular, could you help us with children's ministry? We've got uh, so much to do in the area of children's ministry and uh, the the harvest is, is, is there to be is there to be brought in, but the workers are few. We need, we need more hands to the wheel, especially in children's and youth ministry. There are all sorts of ways you can help in that too, so don't be, uh, don't be afraid. Don't think you're going to be have to actually teaching classes or whatever that might be. So get spiritually fit because it's contagious. But Jesus gave us another way to share him by loving one another. And this is our great, the great church billboard is this. By this will everyone know that you are my disciples if you, do you remember? Love one another. It's quite a simple recipe. If this is a loving, welcoming community, then people will recognize Christ in it. It's a sign that Jesus is here and that Jesus animates us. And we're going to love each other in two particular ways. First of all, we're going to eat together. This is what we talked about last year. We're going to have a practice at eating together after the service. So don't go away. Even though we are very different, 
We gather here as a community and share God's blessing with one another. We welcome one another in the name of Jesus. We practice hospitality. Any opportunity you have to share a table with another member of St. Mark's is a sign of the love of God in Jesus. So what can you do to increase our eating together? And secondly, no one at St. Mark's should be left behind. That's the old Marines slogan. No one left behind. When people in our community are sick or in need, what are we to do? We are to be there for them in the name of Jesus. Our standard is that no one is left behind. We haven't met that standard yet, but we do some good work here. Sometimes we're good at it, sometimes not so much. No one is to be left behind. And that means all of us take responsibility for one another in this. This isn't just what ministers do, but indeed what all we all do. Let me tell you about our dear Beverly Tabena, a faithful member of our 10 o'clock service who went to be with Jesus only a couple of weeks ago. Beverly's an extraordinary person, a great blessing to those who knew her. But in her last illness, just a few weeks ago now, she was in hospital for quite a stretch. I went to visit her once in that time. Her son was there and he said to me, he was really moved that Beverly had had a cavalcade of visitors from St. Mark's in her stay in hospital. Jeff, Diane, Louise, David, June and Robert, just to name a few, and I'm sure I've left someone out, had visited her again and again. It was people mainly from her Connect group and some others as well. That's us at our best, showing the love of God in Jesus for one another. No one left behind. People will notice if we love one another. We will broadcast God's beauty and truth and goodness if we show it to one another. So what can you do to show God's care? We've got a freezer for freezer meals. We just don't have many meals in it yet. That would be a good way to start. Could you cook? Does someone just need a chat or a lift? Let's aim to be outstanding in care for one another. And I may say uh, there's a problem for us here is if we don't actually know one another, even just at the level of saying hi, then we can't care for one another. That's why we continue to meet after our services, just to greet one another and to say hello and to check in. So make that your aim, to be actually known and to know other members of St Mark's, the people you sit here alongside week by week. And lastly, so get spiritually fit, love one another, and thirdly, we want everyone in our area, at the postcodes 2027 and 2028, roughly speaking, to know that we are here and that we are that they are welcome. I once met a bloke who said to me that he'd driven past St. Mark's many times over many years and didn't think he was allowed to come. What gave him that impression? That's terrible that he thinks that. I mean, another bloke who was no longer living in Green Oaks Avenue but had lived here for three or four years, didn't know what time our service was on. I said to him, we've got a 5.30? We had a 5.30 service. I had no idea, he said. Let's change that. There are 12,837 people living in our area and 3,120 families. 331 of these people are lawyers, according to the, ABC, the, the Australian Bureau of Statistics. 
Only 1,939 of them claim to be Anglicans, but that's about 10 times of the people that are here, and many more claim to have no religion. Let's make sure that in 2020, that each of these almost 13,000 people know that we are here and that they are welcome. You can start by inviting people you know to church or to a St Mark's event. The good news is actually that the statistics say that people are actually quite open to being invited, would be happy to be invited to church or to a church event. We have music time on, you've got plenty of options. We have music time on Monday morning, which has just been going great guns. It just needs some more church people to attend because we've got a great crew of people who aren't members of our church right there who just need to know some people from church. Our marriage course is kicking off with some people who've never been to St Mark's before but responded to our advertising. Our choir concert is coming up the last week of November. We have a men's dinner this week. It'd be great to sign up. That's on Wednesday with John Best speaking. Uh, now the Wallabies have lost, of course. There's no need to stay behind and watch any rug. You can come to the dinner. We're, we're going to start a community choir next year with the aim of providing a point of sharing the gospel with our neighbours, way, another way into the community of St Mark's. The Alpha course is going to be running again. You heard what a great thing that is from NAGMA. Why not join one of these activities, even if you're just attending as a way of meeting those who are not yet in our church? And you can help with advertising too. This year at Easter, we had a team handing out invitations at Edgecliff Station. You heard this. And because of a conversation that happened there, Nagma has come to Christ in this church here. We need to do more regular letterbox drops of our area. Could you help with that? Some people have already started helping us. But this year's Double Bay Fair is on on November the 3rd. This is a great way to start off. We've got two stalls there and we need your help. We need a team of volunteers to be at the stall, but we need you also to visit the stall and make it busy. Apparently 80,000 people turn up to the Double Bay Fair. All of our neighbours will be there and their children, and I can't think of a better way for us to start telling of God's marvellous works. Michael Lawrence is going to wave his hand now. You can speak to him. He's there about uh, volunteering on that Sunday, November the 3rd, for that extraordinary event, Double Bay Fair, as a way of uh, us beginning this idea, this, this, uh, this, this theme we have of passing the baton to the people around us, sharing the love of Christ with them, with those who need to know it, this extraordinary vision of God, this compelling vision of him that we want to share so the people might join with us in praising his mighty and extraordinary name right here. Amen. Thanks for listening please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.